0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3
1: KLIN. All right, greetings and welcome in on a Wednesday morning, March 8th, 2023. We start your day in the capital city at 37 degrees and we got a full degree to go until we hit our high temperature today. So it's not warm enough for you now. Just wait, wait a little bit, and we'll be up to thirty-eight. Just okay. one degree
2: to go, and then
1: you'll Jeez. then we'll hit that peak. But not yet. This is not the warmest that it is. Uh, it is <laughs> going to be uh, the uh, the as as we talked about yesterday. The snow is taken out of the forecast. For today, although we do have a decent chance for some rain throughout the course of the day today really uh, uh, all day all day long, the biggest chances are going to happen a little bit later here this morning then they're going to go down and increase again into the afternoon and evening and then overnight hours probably your best chance of the whole forty eight hour period is going to be on Thursday. Uh, early morning, so tomorrow when we get together and do this, and then throughout up until about midday on Thursday before they dissipate into the evening on Thursday night. Uh, good news going along with this, although it's going to be cloudy and rainy. Those temperatures are uh, going to definitely be chilly. Low 40s today, uh, high 30s tomorrow. Not going to be a real extensively windy time associated with this, so I know I'll have a lot of people out and about uh, with the state tournament getting started today, another iteration of the state tournament with the boys getting going today. And uh, throughout the course of that, yeah, this is kind of what it's going to be. We've got 30s uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Today, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I might get into the 40s today, but I think 38 is uh, the high that they're calling for today uh and then next week is just ca- kind of be on and off uh some days in the high 40s some days in the 30s some days in the 50s and as dr dewey said that that week is is kind of looking looking like it's changing right now so we'll follow up on that as we get closer to that but yes we get going again for the second straight week where we're going to be bringing a lot of visitors into town with state basketball games get going again today at 9 a.m. at Devaney and at Pinnacle Bank Arena. So that of course is going to probably impact a little bit of your getting around, especially if you're in the downtown area this morning. So be looking out for that. Uh do have uh do have a real Lincoln flavor to this year's boys state tournament that we maybe haven't had in a while. So that's exciting with uh four lincoln teams playing over the next two days and then a big handful of areas you know within that sort of that 20 mile radius 25 mm-hmm. mile radius of lincoln who are going to be playing as well throughout the classes so excited to see that i i, I would say i this year i i know be, even beyond the uh the teams that we follow very locally, I I know more of the kids who are playing this year in Boys State Tournament than I ever have before, and so uh, because of being teammates with with my son or playing against him over the last several years, and so I'm very excited about checking out some of these games and and maybe getting out there a little bit today. I'll be out at Pinnacle Bank Arena uh, in the afternoon today to watch some, some Class A games, and support my old alma mater as they get going today at three ten. But you have North Star going uh today in the early game in well, the the early afternoon game in class A at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Uh you've got Lincoln East going at a little after three for the second game, and then you've got Lincoln Southeast playing uh in one of the night games tonight at Pinnacle Bank Arena for those Lincoln teams.
2: Seven forty five that last
1: 745. one. Seven forty five. They're in the late the uh later one. Coming up tonight, so uh, that is uh, that is what we've got going for state tournament. So another busy weekend for that in the capital city. Uh, other things that we've got going on here on this Wednesday, getting to the Nebraska Legislature. Big ending a filibuster vote coming up today on the floor of the Nebraska Legislature, and this is a this is a bill that has had some maybe some bedfellows that you didn't expect. On this one, the bill number is 753, uh, known as the Opportunity Scholarship Bill. What this is, is it would allow $25 million in state tax credits for scholarships to private and parochial schools, which is something the state of Nebraska has not done in the past. But it would essentially, yes, give, give, it wouldn't be a straight, obviously, you know, state scholarship or something like that, but it would be uh, tax credits that go along with those, and it would give a chance to, uh, to, like I said, uh, help out the chances for some people to go to private and parochial schools. There's been some real interesting back and forth on, on this one. The opposition is uh, pointed to the Nebraska state constitution, uh, which prohibits state funding, of private schools and has basically proffered the argument that this is essentially going to benefit more than anyone, um, people who are already wealthy and who are wealthy donors at this point. And it's sort of the first salvo in going toward state funding of, of charter schools and vouchers to attend private schools. Those uh, and then the other, the other argument against it is actually one that you might not expect either, but you talk about urban versus rural, uh, there are there are some who are opposing this who are saying, hey, wait, the vast majority of these private and parochial schools are in only some of the counties mm-hmm. in in the state of Nebraska. There are a lot of
2: counties without a private school there, at all.
1: There are some counties without a private school. Um now, of course, when you get, Caleb, of course, when you get to uh, to some parts of the state, and you could probably speak to this better than I can, even though you don't have a school in your county, doesn't mean that there aren't people from that county who would go to school another county over. Right. If the school, you know, whether it's a consolidation situation, I assume some of these consolidation situations cover more than one county, mm-hmm. uh, or it, where there are existing private schools in a county that some of their student base would be from. A neighboring county as well and so i don't know if i don't know if the counties is the best way to count it or not it probably would be something as you know where there is within a like a 20 mile radius from every part of the state would be maybe the way to do it but that's the that's a number that's been pointed out several times yeah
2: i mean and even if you go the a certain radius away from from whatever that school would be that private school you're going to miss a lot of the state right because because yes. if there's already one not in a county right especially as you go west those counties well, aren't little
1: i guess let me ask let me ask you when when you went to high school what was the closest private school you know the when closest you were going to a city school, or that though. you knew people who went to
2: that would have been grand island central catholic or barny okay. catholic okay, okay. That, about, so bigger, about an hour away
1: okay so in in bigger towns so that would be one example it's different in in other parts of the state um Those, you know, those who are supporting it, though, um, you know, have have been saying, look, that this is this gives people an opportunity that they wouldn't have had otherwise to make more of these scholarships available for low income people or lower income people that otherwise couldn't afford it. You're going to have an incentive for more of these scholarships to be provided, and therefore it basically is just going to improve the prospects of school choice mm-hmm. across the state especially in areas where these schools are obviously available now the odd bedfellows part of this thing is you know you typically look at this issue of school choice private versus public schools and those sorts of things and you you sort of assume okay well the the school choice side of it is the right leading political part the hey this we should be focused on public schools is a left leaning mm-hmm. side of this but the exception in this case is a couple of senators from Omaha who are would otherwise be described as more left-leaning sen- uh, senators. Um, one who grew up in uh, North Omaha, right, oh, represents that district, uh, and then uh, and that is Terrell McKinney. And then you've also got uh, the other Omaha senator, one of the other Omaha senators, Senator Justin Wayne, mm-hmm. and they've made arguments with the other side on this he he essentially said public schools in our neighborhoods have haven't gotten good enough they're not they're not the educational opportunities that we want in in the neighborhoods that we represent or we're familiar with in omaha mm-hmm. and so therefore we want our my our constituents to have more of these options but they're generally in a lot of cases, low income, and therefore we like this opportunity to give them that chance to go to better quality schools. And then you've got Justin, Justin Wayne, and this was this was interesting. I don't know if you saw this, um, but he he taught. He said, "Okay, well, in some cases, right? Like in, in Lincoln, for instance. Now it's all the same school district, but you can go. Look, look my 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 daughter, who's going to go into high school, she can go." To any of the high schools, usually for okay. the most part. Now, they do have it they, they do sometimes put caps if they're overcrowding or you've got to hit it by a deadline. But uh-huh. but you know, as as I've said many times, my son goes to east, she could go to east. I think she probably will. But like if she wanted to there are a lot of parents, I think probably in the north that were looking at, okay do my kids go to North Star or do they go to Northwest now we can choose
2: right. but realistically your daughter has the option In the to South, go to she could go any of the LPS she, schools if
1: there was some reason she wanted to go to Standing Bear when it opens up or what about go Southeast? To Southeast any of them any of them
2: i thought you were going to veto Southeast. no i'm not vetoing
1: <laughs> i'm not i'm not vetoing any any of them but i just know the big question now kind of primarily pertains to to those new schools yep. for a lot of parents and then the other thing is uh, there's uh, there's some other reasons that it might happen. you know like i know there are some kids who parents who send their kids to lincoln high they've got a baccalaureate program that uh, international baccalaureate program that's a very high level academic program um you know uh, north star is going to have more of that focus on like aviation mm-hmm. and some of the schools are specializing Yeah there's a like these di- these
2: different kind of career specialty yeah, classes and
1: of course maybe you got fr- and then the other reason i mean let's be honest the other reason that you do it is to make sure your kid can play sports or maybe be in other activity. Yeah, what, whatever well.
2: the activity is cuz if you look around it's not just looking around Omaha but you can look around the city of Lincoln and go right. okay, what's maybe the better baseball? What's maybe the better swimming and diving? Or or one maybe act. the not better one so your kid can play. Oh, yeah, there you know what? There's that option too. Uh, and and, and hey, so, I'm on the line over at this school, but over there, I've got so a really good chance.
1: Justin Wayne was talking about, he's like, yeah, that's all all great. Sure, people in my district could send their kids to a different district, but they won't necessarily get a yes from that district in Omaha. Wayne's quote on the debate on this, he said, the joke in Omaha yeah, is if you this. can punt, pass, or kick, you can get into West Side, But... He basically said the districts in in Omaha, and I don't know, I can't speak to this, but the districts in Omaha, the public school districts in Omaha, uh, have aren't necessarily saying yes to everyone. Now, I don't, that's not happening in in Lincoln, mm-hmm. uh, to, to the best of my knowledge. It's a, it's just a policy where they're open. There yeah. are again, there there were scenarios in previous years I know for. East and North Star, that they were so full up with students just in terms of capacity mm-hmm. that they, you had to, if you didn't do it before a certain time, you couldn't do it at the last minute. But that's, it's not a situation here. Like apparently is happening with Omaha West Side, and I don't know, maybe some other school districts right. in in Omaha. Because well, of Westside's course, Omaha not is,
2: OPS, right?
1: Yeah, no, and of course, Omaha is made up, and the Omaha Metro is made up of several, several districts. districts. You got you've got OPS, but yes, you've you've got West Side, you've got Bellevue, you've got Gretna, you've got Millard, you've got a whole bunch of of different districts. You've got the parochial, and then you've got on the private side. You've got parochial schools. So, long story short. Um, This has made some of these senators in areas where I think the public schools aren't, uh, at least in their belief, aren't up to snuff Mm -hmm. academically and and just in the services that they provide. It's not necessarily about, for them, about some level of wokeism or something like that. Basically, hey, we want to get out of the public school system here because we don't think it's good. Right. And so that's why they're supporting this. And so this is going to be a close vote uh, on this because there's enough. This is not one of these. This fa- failed by a few votes last year when they tried this, and it sounds like to get to 33 mm-hmm. is going to be really close on this thing. And and so you've got that, we again, that weird combination of school choice advocates uh, on, on, on a policy basis that are normally the right, plus some of these senators from Omaha. Mm-hmm. And on the left side, you've got... The public school advocates, right. maybe along with some rural senators, are saying, hey, we don't get anything from this. Right. So that's the, it's, it, it's always fascinating to me when everybody's, everybody doesn't kind of fall into their neat pigeonhole on this I, whole thing.
2: I like when that happens. I, I like that that becomes something a little bit unique about the unicameral right. when it is technically still nonpartisan, but it becomes not left-right. It becomes a little rural urban and then a little bit mix up of the left and right within all that. The question yeah. I would have is I honestly don't know a lot about private schools other than I was a volunteer coach on a track team at a private school right. for a few years. I had nothing to I didn't know anything about the admissions process about tuition. Mm-hmm. Are there are there not with private schools income based scholarship opportunities? There are, but this would
1: Increase the 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 value and give an impetus for people to donate more to create more of those. Okay. In giving them a okay. tax break if they make donations to create these scholarships, essentially, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah it, it does. It just I was I was wondering if that was already I assu- an option I, that I, was I guess there. I
1: assume so. Uh, I I I yes, I would I would assume so, but. It only goes so far, and right? where there are only x num, um, x number of those things, it's just like scholarships with right, and it becomes, or there are only so much money that you're getting,
2: and it becomes a tax break. Where does that tax, like what, where, where would those tax dollars have otherwise gone?
1: So twenty, it would it would be twenty five million dollars in state tax credits. That I don't I don't know exactly where they're pulled pulled out of with this, uh, but I I can tell you this: the governor supports it, mm-hmm. and he also said that if this doesn't pass. He says this is going to jeopardize funding for all Nebraska students. Keep in mind, he's got this big 2.5 billion investment in public education funding um, that he's been actually been getting some wide bipartisan support for on that whole thing. It sounds like he's saying if this doesn't happen, that whole thing is in jeopardy. Mm -hmm. Now I don't know exactly what the nuts and bolts of that are, but that's another component to this whole thing. Because he's gotten some support from People you wouldn't ne- necessarily expect to be uh, his uh, on the same side of things with him for that bill. So, anyway, that's kind of a primer on that whole yeah. thing. But I think it's really interesting, and you'll be hearing a lot more about it later today uh, as to whether it continues to move on through the legislative process or gets halted here uh, with the filibuster. We will see. All right, we'll take a break at six twenty-five. We've got sports coming up next, plus. Munch Madness results. Caleb has those right after this on KLIN. Let
3: Lincoln know if your organization or business is impacted by the latest severe weather. Go under the closings tab and sign up at KLIN.com.
4: Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 41. Jeep is a registered trademark.
5: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh,
0: oh, oh, O'Reilly. Auto parts. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the sound off on
1: LNK Today. All right, 637 and welcome back to the show. Glad to have you back with us. This is March 8th, 2023. Uh yeah, a quick quick munch of badness it was all it was all chalk, right, all four of them all chalk right?
2: today, yep, La Paz takes down Cook's first round again, back to back years, but it was close, yeah, close, close, yeah, um. Yeah, we knew that that was a uh, that was a tough road for Canyon Joe's taking on Isles. Yeah, in their opening matchup there, Honest Abe's and Engine House with uh, 68 and 69 percent respectively to uh, knock out Soulful Cocina and Motor Food.
1: So Northeast bracket so far, yeah, it is uh, not a lot of not a lot of upsets right there. That that you, was you went
2: four for four in those, by the way.
1: Yeah, those were the one the one that I wondered about was La Paz and Cooks. Mm-hmm. That was the one that gave me a little bit of pause. Out of those. Uh, But I do want to shout out.
2: It gave you a little La Paz?
1: Yeah, it It gave me I took a little La Paz. (laughs) Shout out Motor Food, though. I know they were very excited about this, uh, about being in the bracket, and uh, they were lamenting their their first-round matchup and the difficulty of it. But that's a good place not far from here. I'd encourage you to check it out uh, here on North 48th Street, not too far from where we are right now kind of over by uh the the Outback Steakhouse where that is if you're if you uh, want a new place to go but yes please continue to patronize even the places that, es- especially,
2: uh, the places that yeah, especially the
1: places that are Yeah especially the places that are that are out keep them on your list if you're if you are trying to go to all the ones that you haven't gone keep going to those tell us that you're still hearing us talking about them on the air because that's what we would love to do and these uh these food trucks again you've got three of them in that northeast region that are new never been in the field all three of which i heard about for the first time on selection friday and um, a couple of them I've still yet to go with theirs, but uh, Berea Boss, Pork's Done, and Canyon Joe's Barbecue—those three in particular—I'm I'm looking forward to hitting each of those up. I've not had a chance to yet, uh, but following them on uh, social media and trying to trying to find a time when they're out in the public that I can go grab something from them because uh, I'm I'm a I'm a fan of uh, barbecue and tacos, yeah, and uh, that's what those three uh, each specialize in. So, uh, congratulations to the winners. We keep going with the voting in uh, in the Northeast. And then uh, two more, right? Thursday and Friday, will be back down to the Southeast. Yep. And then we are done with round one. We'll give you the final results on Monday. A reminder, go to KLIN to vote. KLIN.com, I should say, to vote. Still getting some people who are wondering on how to vote. Go to KLIN.com. It will be one day per four matchups, so you can you can kind of figure out where your matchup is going to be that way. The next two, the southeast, the top half of it is going to be tomorrow. The bottom half of it is going to be uh, on Friday. You can check out your Lincoln Mattress and Furniture Bracket to uh, kind of time that out and then go back up to the top left side, and we will have – are we going to do four a day? I think it goes to two a
2: day. It goes to two, goes a, day, to two a
1: day on Monday, so just count down by twos. Um, on the second round on your Lincoln mattress and furniture bracket, and you can figure it out. It's good to have. I'll get that you available. an answer
2: on that. I'm I'm pretty sure that's what we do All right. though.
1: Yes. So that is the plan. Hey, I have not mentioned this yet uh, enough this week. Usually by now we've uh, we've been hitting this pretty hard, and, and just for whatever reason we haven't this week. But we do have a theme for this request line Friday with state tournament. Starting again today, and of course, the girls having their state tournament for basketball last week. It is pet band season in Lincoln, Nebraska. There are, we got to remember, not only are the basketball teams coming in, but you got cheerleaders, you got dance teams, and you've got pet bands, which is a key part of this whole thing. I know we got a lot of listeners who have been in pet bands over the year, have a soft spot in their heart. And so we are going with your favorite pet band songs. Your favorite, it would be marching band, pep band, whatever it is. But high school, college, sporting events, the your favorite songs to hear when the band gets going are the ones you most associate with those with those pep bands. And you start going on this list, Caleb, and we actually did this one last year and got a great response for it, so we're bringing it back again this year, and we'll see if we get uh, some, some different variety this year. Isn't that funny, though? You'll hear some of these songs when we did this last year, and you're like, Okay, I hear this song, but I can really hear a Pet Band playing it exactly. more than anything. Na 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 I mean Chicago, but also you know, like the the uh, Lincoln North Star Pet Band. I mean, it's it's. It's funny when we do that. So hopefully you'll enjoy that. Text those in the Rick Stein recognition text line at 402-479-1400. All right, let's get into the sound off today. I know they they were updating this yesterday morning on our show, and I assume throughout the day too, but have you seen the story? Have you, have you heard the story or have you seen any, any of the video of these Americans that were kidnapped in Mexico? So essentially the story of this is, and I think this is probably more common than maybe some of us realize um, in terms of crossing the border for this, but there were some families uh, or it was a, a, a person in some, I don't know, friends or family that went down uh, to get a, a tummy tuck in in Mexico. And a lot of these surgeries that you can get, tummy tuck, bariatric surgery some of the plastic surgeries bottom line is they are way way cheaper Mm -hmm. going to mexico to do them and so people will do this i've heard stories of people doing this now there are concerns that go along is it way way
2: cheaper because the the product isn't as good
1: I, i i can't speak to that but it's a different i mean it's a different But the the concern when you hear people are like, man, what if something goes wrong, though? Right. You know, and if you don't have insurance, this is probably something that insurance doesn't cover. Anyways, you're planning to pay cash for this. But what if something goes wrong? What happens there? But nonetheless, that's why these people were in Mexico was one of them was going to have a tummy tuck. And they ended up driving in a van with North Carolina plates and being kidnapped. And there's video of it. And now we have learned Very bad news about some of the people who were involved.
6: Two of the four kidnapped Americans are recovering in a Texas hospital. The bodies of the two who were killed remain in Mexico and will be brought home to the U.S. after forensic examinations are completed. Latavia Washington McGee and Eric Williams were rescued from a shack on the edge of Matamoros, a Mexican border town, and whisked by ambulance back across the U.S. border on Tuesday. Their friends, Shahid Woodard and Zindel Brown were found dead at the same location. The four had apparently crossed the border for McGee to get cosmetic surgery. Officials believe they may have got lost and then been mistaken by members of a drug cartel for rogue drug runners. Okay. So, I
1: mean, yeah, that's what I was like. What do they, what if they have a, there's a van of four people from North Carolina going there to get surgery. What is the, the concern? And that maybe is the thought, is that it was a, a case of mistaken identity in this situation um but man a a scary very sad situation um and but uh, i mean good to hear that the people have gotten back but two people lost their lives because of this um and then you know on on another thing more more going to sort of uh geopolitical relations between the united states and mexico There now is a bit of a dispute between the two countries. No, this one isn't about immigration or the cartel or anything like this. This is actually about something that is probably pretty relevant to this state.
2: Oh, I wrote about this the other day.
1: It's corn. Yep. Um. Yeah. Take a listen. Mexican
4: President Manuel Lopez Obrador is talking about the possibility of banning American imports of genetically modified corn, not only for human consumption but eventually for animal feed
3: as well. The U.S. Trade Representative's office is calling for consultations with Mexico. They say the dispute could threaten to disrupt billions of dollars in agricultural trade. Lopez Obrador says we still have a month before the issue would be brought before a panel under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Free Trade Pact. Mexico argues GM corn could be
1: harmful to those who consume the animals raised on it, though there's not much evidence indicating that. Hmm. Tom Bergotti, Fox News. Anything to, uh, to add to that from writing that up, Caleb?
2: not really obviously nebraska's representatives were not happy that, that that's sure. when it, yes. where i first saw it was uh were the statements that came in i believe from uh i know senator fisher was one of the statements that had come in but yeah they, are, would have they, they are challenging yeah. it
1: yeah i'm sure it would have it have a significant impact here uh and then i guess when we're staying with with foreign relations now a couple of weeks ago it was spy balloons right and or or whatever they were. I guess we never get to know what the ones shot down <laughs> over what was it Lake Huron and the Yukon and Alaska. I guess we never quite know exactly what was happening with those. Just, 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 couldn't find. Just them. gonna couldn't, leave them. Couldn't get to them. Uh, but how about this? Now there is a thought among authorities in the United States that there is another way that the Chinese government is spying on specifically on commerce and trade in the United States and what's going in and what's going out.
6: They're used to transport containers from the ship to the shore.
1: By the way, she didn't say at the beginning, so I'll say, this is dealing with cranes dealing with cranes. Take a listen to this.
6: They're used to transport containers from the ship to the shore. And the concern is that those that are made by a Chinese manufacturing company called ZPMC are being used to spy on us. So reportedly, some national security and Pentagon officials have gone so far as to compare these cranes to a Trojan horse. While they're inexpensive, they contain sophisticated sensors that can register and track containers, prompting concerns that China could capture information about material being shipped in or out of the country to support U.S. military operations responding to those claims unsurprisingly a spokesperson for the ccp said quote that claim is entirely paranoia and meant to mislead the american public
2: <laughs> here we go again i'll say this if they were doing that that's genius <laughs> <laughs> like that build,
1: build, building cranes that are uh, basically spy machines building spy cranes yeah uh, spy cranes in terms of taking a look at the payload that you're taking on and off ships Interesting.
2: Do you all know why Americans are probably most mad at that? We didn't do it first.
1: Maybe. Maybe. Uh, all right. Other things. The interest rates. Talked about this a lot over the last year. Interest rates. Sounds like, guys, we're still not done. with the interest rates going up.
7: Interest rates could be going up again by more than a modest one-quarter of a percentage point. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell says the softening trends of the economy appear to have partly reversed in hiring spending, factory production, and inflation.
4: The historical record cautions strongly against prematurely loosening policy. We will stay the course until the job is done.
7: Powell also speaks to the House Financial Services Committee on Wednesday. It's his last scheduled public remarks before the Fed's next meeting, March 21st and 22nd. Ginny Kosola, Fox All News. Right. So we got
1: another month or so before they decide. But essentially, to, to put that in simpler terms, things are going better, slightly better. And they're afraid we don't quit too early while we're starting to see the movement that we want to. In the economy, well, not seeing the movement that might have been sort of antecedent to raising the interest rates when it comes to the economy, and are seeing the impact that was intended by the interest rate changes in inflation. Mm -hmm. And so, there's we can't. One of the problems is if you stop too early, you can send that back going again. So, uh, it looks like a little foreshadowing about what might be happening in the end of March for interest rates. Talked about this yesterday. Big vote in Oklahoma. Yesterday, only one item on the ballot in the Sooner State, and that was the legalization of recreational marijuana. We talked about this quite a bit yesterday, yeah. and sort of the, the this wondering if this is, would be a harbinger for how this might do in similarly situated states. Well, now we know how it would do there. The
0: question was the only
1: issue on the ballot Tuesday. It would
0: have legalized pot for those over 21, Oklahoma would have been the 22nd state to allow recreational marijuana use. The question was opposed by various religious groups, law enforcement, and prosecutors. They argued legal marijuana would harm children and lead to more crime. The state, however, already has one of the most robust medical marijuana programs in the country.
1: Chris DeMayo, Fox News. Okay, uh, he didn't give you the bottom line on the story.
2: When he was saying would have, does that tell me that they did it, not pass it? Did it did fail, Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm gonna get the pre- the uh, numbers here for it um real quick here and see what it is um but yes Oklahomans uh, did vote get again, uh, vote against this uh overwhelmingly voted against it sixty one point seven percent to thirty eight point three percent okay and so I they I believe they join uh I believe they joined South Carolina or excuse me South Dakota in states where it did go on the ballot and did not have success uh-huh. with a voter initiative there and so as we talk about policy sort of changing on this issue maybe not quite as fast as we anticipated that it would in terms of recreational marijuana just essentially having success on all these state ballot measures and because it does it, it does make you wonder if it went to nebraska How would that do in Nebraska? The thought is medical marijuana would pass. We Mm -hmm. don't know for sure, but I know there's at least a thought among people who watch this closely that that would happen. But I think recreational, at least in states of a certain political ilk, still has a way to go before people are ready to say thumbs up to it in a state like Oklahoma. And I would say probably Nebraska as well.
2: Would Nebraska, do you think, have more than 38% or less than 38%? Um, voting for recreational marijuana. I don't know.
1: Thirty-eight seems low. Like I would have thought, but I don't. I also don't see Nebraska as being more. Uh, Thirty-eight sounds low just on its face, but I feel like Nebraska would it would be even lower than Oklahoma. Maybe I'm wrong about that. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong about that, and also probably the border situation plays into it a little bit as well, where Nebraska as colorado to the west and obviously now missouri to the southeast uh where where they've got it and, you know and, and to some degree it's kind of like what happened with gambling eventually yeah you were you were seeing that other places had it it was still happening so well we at least should be able to capitalize regulate do those sorts of things
2: i'm also cu- as well i'm also curious if those numbers look different if you have an election going on at the same time that you have of that vote.
1: Great, great question.
2: Yeah. Because it was just, that was the only thing you went that in was and it. voted for.
1: Uh, if it if it would come up in Nebraska, I believe they're saying it would be on the 2024 ballot. I don't know if that would be the primary ballot or the probably on the general ballot, I assume, where you're going to have. Much higher turnout than Thanks. you would because there's there's a on lot a on ba- a single issue ballot in the spring of 2023.
8: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, then, last but not least, uh, the U.S. Army bringing back. I mean, I ha- still have this song ringing in my head from the old U.S. Army commercials, and you know how it is, like. Burger King eventually brought back, have it your way, uh, slogans that, that oh. companies have used for a long time and have been traditionally associated with it, They like to sort of bring back eventually because they liked them and there's some nostalgia with it. Well, the U.S. Army is doing the same thing. A familiar slogan is returning to duty for the U.S. Army. Be all you can be. Army Chief of Staff James McConville on Tuesday confirming the return of the be all you can be slogan used for several decades starting in the 1980s. The trade publication Advertising Age once ranked the slogan among the 20 best campaigns of all time, before it was revamped after the 9-11 terror attacks. The Army hopes to rebound from its worst recruiting year in decades, with the military branch falling about 25% short of its 60,000 recruit goal. Rich Denison, Fox News. Uh, uh, yes, I still have those uh, 1980s, maybe into the 90s commercials. I guess i have that jingle in my head. b all that you can be in the U.S. Army, right? Remember those? It's six fifty-five. All right, we'll take a break. We got Officer Chad coming up next on KLIN. When you're th- they done it, and now
0: LPT needs your help, Crime Stoppers on LNK today.
1: Bad boys, bad boys. Oh, oh, six fifty-seven, LNK do? today with Jack and Friends, bad boys, bad boys. Officer. Chad Hine joining us right now. You I know you remember those army. I know you remember those army That's what commercial in nineteen ninety one. See how yep. look how effective it, it was. It Find worked. your future in the
8: army or the I, army they had one for the Army Reserves too. Yep. yep. I still remember the commercials too. I do too. Watching them on TV was great. Yeah. That, Probably had nothing to do whatsoever with my decision, but they also I, I still
1: remember it. You know what I remember about those? They also very much sounded like the production of the song that went with it sounded kind of like the GI Joe theme,
8: yes, in some ways. Yes, they did. Yep. And they always had a picture of the cool M1 tank uh-huh. in the background or yep. the, the brand new Humvee. Yep, um, I never got to see any of the brand new stuff, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I got to see some similar, older, crappier Old versions. <laughs> versions
1: <so>. Gotcha. <laughs> Gotcha. All right, tell me what we're working on with Lincoln Crime Stoppers.
8: Uh, the first one I'm going to suggest everybody hold their nose for. Uh, this one's called "Dropping an Anchor," and I didn't <laughs> name this one. This one happened on the 18th of February. Walgreens 13th and O reports. Uh, Male pictured above entered the store, went to a back area where he left a uh, unwelcome. What's called a surprise. Oh my god! For employees to find, and then I understandably promptly left the store, but didn't bother to clean up after himself. Um, kind of gross. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one is slow your pole. Okay. Uh, vape shop 48th and Fremont got burglarized in the early morning hours of March 2nd. Cameras got a couple suspects, one more in a black mask using a pole of some type to ram the building and gain entry. Uh, they got in, got away with an unknown amount of vape and vape products, left quite the mess behind. Got some pretty good images, and in one of them, it seems like the guy that's ramming the business is looking at the camera and smiling. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's a little odd there. All right, so take a look at
1: LincolnCrimestoppers.com. You can help out. You'll find out all the details on how you can do that there. Hey, Chad, be all the all that you can be for the rest of today, will I, you?
8: I will do my best, Thank and you guys do the same. We will, every day. <laughs> 7 o'clock,
1: KLI and Lincoln.
5: Nine fourteen fourteen. That's a quick check of your time saver traffic.
0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at Forty Fourth and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. It's time to get it off your chest with What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Call or text the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400 to tell us what's chapping
1: your hide. I'll tell you this, judging on the Facebook comments, or lack thereof, and the action on the text line today, Caleb, we are getting ever so close to our achievement that we've always desired that one final moment for what chapter I Wednesday when we've achieved utopia. We, we've
2: been working diligently for this segment to not even exist. There will be to a not time. not have a need.
1: There will be a time when we live in utopia and what chapter I Wednesday is no longer needed. And we will be able to judge that by the volume of comments on the Facebook page and on the text line and elsewhere. And, one I mean we have had we have had days that the Facebook page is thirty plus comments deep. One single comment from Catherine on the Facebook page? And what Catherine says, I'll just get it out of the way since it's the only one. She says people and their overuse of the word thing. Example that whole thing and those sorts of things.
2: Catherine must hate the Fantastic Four.
1: They say a thing a lot in that movie? They say have thing. thing. Okay. Oh, they have thing. The the expression I think where it's used most, and now I'm every time someone mentions one of these expressions or things people say I really start catching myself on the show. One I know I probably use and probably overuse, and that bothers Catherine is when you say, See, the thing is, right? That is The thing is see here's the thing see that's the thing sorry catherine i'll try and i'll try and cut back on those like i have been also trying to cut back on moving on on dry on uh on the morning drive (laughs) all right uh but we do have phone calls so that's good so we'll we'll go with those for the time being uh debbie is first good morning debbie what's shopping your hide this morning
7: Good morning, gentlemen. Well, we're never going to have utopia as long as we have parking issues in Lincoln. So, <laughs> then,
1: we're then we're fine. Then we're going to be fine <laughs> for a long time. Never mind.
7: Right. <laughs> but parking is constantly being discussed right now because of the Lincoln Bowl project and yes. Well, yes. I'm very fortunate. I have a parking stall in Ramp Park because it connects to the building that I office in. Sure. But occasionally, I will park out front if I'm going to just run in maybe for an hour or something and then have to get my car. I don't want to get in and out of the garage. Mm -hmm. For those of us that are vertically challenged, the parking meters are impossible to read because they're at an angle at the top, and I can't see it. Really? I have to sh- yeah, yeah. I know you don't even go downtown much, and if you do, you probably don't plug a meter. You probably run to a garage or you find somewhere else. I know you, Jack. You're not going to plug a meter.
1: <laughs> I plug a meter. I, I, I'll tell you my meter, chaps, after you finish yours, but go ahead. Yes.
7: Okay. So I stand up on my tiptoes, and I can just barely see it because it's at this strange angle, and then if the sun's on it, You sure can't see it because it totally blocks it. I'm wearing my sunglasses. Well, it it distorts the coloring. I take my sunglasses off. I still can hardly see it. And I thought, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever encountered. So you put the, you know, if you got some, if you got some coins, fine, put the credit card in, fine. However, I have no idea how much time I have on it because I can't read it because I can't see it.
1: You uh, listen. Small. If you ever get a ticket, I will. I will go back into my. Uh, I'll jump out of retirement from the legal field, and we will appeal that ticket because you were not able to read the parking meter. And I'll do a Perry Mason Good. type thing, and we'll win the whole thing. Um, okay,
7: I like the sound of that. that great.
1: Good. <laughs> That's a play. Okay, real quick before you leave, though, here's my yeah. parking meter check. Okay. And I don't know if you've experienced this, and maybe this isn't the case anymore. But you remember, as you mentioned. Um, it's been several years ago now, but they allowed you to use credit cards on meters and they changed out those meters. And and you can do that in a lot of places, but there are some you'll come across, at least I have in the past, where you'll get there and the little credit card strip thing is covered up and it doesn't allow you to use credit cards. And I've sort of relied on the credit card option because like a lot of people now, I don't really carry cash and I really don't carry change uh, very often as much as I did say 20 years ago. And, and, and you get there, and you're like, well, this was how I was going to pay. I was told I could pay this way and now I can't. And so I can't fill what? it up. And, and so I've always, you know, had my big appeal plan for that. Never had to. So now maybe you'll be the one that gives me that experience. We'll see.
6: We'll see. All
7: right. Well, I've experienced the same thing. And those are those original parking meters that the city bought knowing fully well that those slots were not workable so that was that that's was so frustrating mistake. yes yeah very frustrating so all right. i get you thank okay. you
1: debbie all right there you, you go i appreciate Bye. it so yeah it's so de- why
2: i just skipped the uh skipped the whole meter process when i went to the children's museum last week i got a ticket
1: did you yeah. oh you, why because you didn't have any money or because you were
2: too cheap i just got out and i was like never been ticketed before oh look at that look at you and the constant law breaking of late just for me just let it ride
1: yeah i d- it, it is interesting that how you know how sometimes you can get there are certain areas i'm starting to get good at knowing when you can and can't get away with it i don't even go that downtown that much you guys who are downtown veterans can probably speak to this a lot better than i can my my issue with downtown parking was when i worked when i was in uh a law clerk, while I was in law school, for the attorney general's office at that old building that's now torn down on K Street, the only good parking around that place was in, uh, it wasn't meter parking, but it was in, a like, a two-hour parking zone. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Like, areas where they've got that sign. So it says, two-hour parking, and... Uh, All the interns and like the attorneys all had parking spots in the lot and those sorts of things. But all the I call them interns, but all the clerks would have to park in the two hour parking zones there. And many days we were working more than two hours. And and so we would go down and we would see if they would chalk the tires is what they would do to see if you had been there at a certain time and then they would come back. So we would have to have somebody go down. See whose tire was chalked, whose <laughs> chi- tire wasn't chalked, and I got definitely got my share. I wonder what the what the highest the the who owns the record for most downtown parking tickets accrued in the city of Lincoln, because I don't think it's necessarily some hardened criminal or anything like that. It's probably just someone who constantly tries to beat the game. Probably somebody who works downtown, Mm -hmm. probably tries to beat the game. I would love for the city to release that information to me and find out just who that person is. Back to the phones. Oh, yeah, that's also very important this week. It used to be bigger with games at Pershing. It was a big issue with games at Pershing, and you you would have companies, you would have the tow companies that were rubbing their hands together. That we're saying, oh boy, we're going to be getting, we're going to be getting some cars with different county numbers today. Not as much now that it's at Devaney and Pinnacle Bank Arena, though I think. Uh, and uh, speaking of which, here's Chris, Chris and Olathe. Good morning, Chris. What's shopping your hide?
6: Hey, Jack. Hey. Uh okay. With Mark being gone, I'm going to double down on one of his because it happened to me yesterday. Okay,
1: all right, that's if good. We
6: get one person. Uh, if I can get one person in Lincoln to do it because I'm going to be driving around like in the next few days. If you are the first car turning left, and you've got a yellow arrow, a blinking yellow arrow, get out there. <laughs> get out there. So we are the car behind me or the car behind you. You should both be able to go through the yellow light once the, or go through that light once the light turns yellow. And not have to sit there through another yellow light.
1: This has been a very so, common issue this year so far in in uh, uh, what chapter hide for some reason.
6: Yeah, we weren't in a big hurry yesterday, but we're sitting at this light and the car in front of us, yellow light, all kinds of traffic coming the other way. And we're sitting there going, get out there so we can use this yellow light. And Jeez. no, they don't. So there we are having to sit through an entire another light. So people do it. Yeah. So um, exactly. anyway, that's all I got and good luck to your Spartans today, Jack. I hope to see them Friday night. I will be there if they're there, whether they're not, but I hope. Yeah. Are you, are and, you uh, here
1: for, are you, are, are you here now or are you coming later?
6: No, I, I couldn't get there today. I've got an obligation tonight, okay. so I am heading there tonight after my obligation. So I'll be there for the rest of the tournament.
1: Are, are you going to Devaney or PBA tomorrow or
6: both? Uh, Probably PBA. Okay, brother is reffing it at, at PBA tomorrow, so I'll go to that. And then uh, which
2: game? So I, I know, know who to heckle.
6: heckle. Uh, he's got the uh, ten forty five uh, D two game. Okay. At, at PBA. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there you go, Caleb. You got it now. <laughs> he's a he's a skinnier version. Of what looks like the Remember what I look like? So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, cool. Yeah, go then and go hustlers for the weekend. Absolutely
1: right? good. Hey, uh, hopefully I'll uh, hopefully I'll run into you maybe on Friday. Have a good one. All right. You bet. All
6: right. You there too. you go, to
1: Chris in Olathe. Yeah, I got a, a, a on a random note on that. I uh, so I I'm going to be I may be doing Caleb, but maybe doing some TV for Friday.
2: All at right, the state
1: tournament. But I basically have been. Brought on at at News Channel Nebraska as their Lincoln expert because a lot of their guys uh, and 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 gals do you call haven't... Mike Flood boss yet? No, I don't. I, <laughs> I don't. don't t- Part time. I don't see him in my day to day there. Andy, when I, when I when I do that, but they uh, the, they bring me in for the Lincoln games yeah. because I see more Lincoln basketball than a lot of their guys. do. They're all over the state, and so. But it all rides on whether or not you're going to see me in the gold jacket Friday at Pinnacle Bank Arena on Friday night. All depends how North Star, East, and Southeast do. So if we get get Lincoln teams in both of them, I got two games. If we get Lincoln teams in one of them, I got one game. And if we get them all knocked out today... I'll be uh, I'll be staying home on Friday night.
2: So, I, I put a few in the so, prep page for you, real quick. Okay, let's
1: go. Will you go ahead and read them if you don't mind? I don't. Um. Uh, so I, Johnny
2: Cadillac says, "What chaps my height? I finally passed Caleb in the broadcast house much madness brackets yesterday. Just to turn around and he get passed by him the very oh. next day." Said uh, plus side, at least I can say uh, even further that it's paid off having visited all sixty four th- last year and ten new ones this year so yeah, far. He's
1: on. A, he's almost over halfway through. With this whole thing already.
2: Be- Becca says, when I can't find the Facebook KLIN page to post my chap and 100% agree with Debbie, I can't read those meters either.
1: Yeah. that Okay, it's uh, LNK Today with Jack and Friends Facebook page, by the way. Yeah. Facebook.com slash LNK Today. Chicken or Rich
2: says, it. the thing that chaps me is that thingamajig thing when people have a thing about p- things people say. Yeah. <laughs> all right (laughs) uh Gryffindor Steph says Jack quit trying to change up your verbal transitions during morning drive you're starting to chat me now reminder of my original chap on this subject someone's chap throws off Jack's awesome regular verbal cadence during the five things morning drive segment don't mess with success moving on
1: I can't I, I can't make everybody happy what do I do what do I do
2: Uh, Maybe I'm just silent, and everybody will be happy with that. OG Steven says, coming out to a flat tire on my car this morning. Oh, that's bad. Dan says, back-to-back midterms. Mosh pit Chad. Last one here says, work computer updates that inevitably make things work 20% worse than before the update. Quit fixing things that aren't broken. Yep,
1: yep. All right, we got you all. That is what chaps your hide Wednesday. If you want, you can keep texting men. We might uh, throw them in throughout the show. And since none of you posted on Facebook, I, I guess you can keep doing that too. Facebook.com slash LNK Like it, like it, like it, like it. Okay. And then it'll show up in your feed. But apparently only if I post it. This is how stupid.
2: At like a very like. specific
1: time. This is seriously the last two weeks I've posted it earlier. I posted it more between one and two instead of between four and five. And it seems like every time I post it between 1 and 2, nobody sees it. Between 4 and 5, we'll get 30 comments on the whole thing. God, Facebook is annoying. All right, there you go. That is uh, that's it for What Chaps Your Hide. Today, we'll take a break. Caleb's got sports. And Northeast Region Munch Madness results.
4: That's all coming up next. Just an to LNK Today with Jack and...
5: Morning
0: Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499 3,
1: KLIN. All right, let's get things started today on the Morning Drive. We. Number five.
2: The contentious battle over public funds for private schools will come to a head this morning when state lawmakers vote on whether to halt a filibuster and advance Legislative Bill 753. That's the Opportunity Scholarships Bill. It'll need 33 votes to end the filibuster and advance the measure from first round debate.
1: Sounds like this is going to be a close vote. Um, it's failed in the past, was a few short, shorts, uh, excuse me, a few votes short last time this came around. The positions on this, we talked about this uh, kind of extensively in the first segment, but positions on this kind of vary, and it's not necessarily your Democrats over here and your Republicans over here on this one, because you've got a couple of unique factors in it. You've got some Democrats in Omaha who are saying, look, there's not true public school choice in Omaha. And when you're in a situation where you don't think you're getting quality public education and you can't go to the other public schools, I mean, if you ask Justin Wayne, some of them, you got to be an athlete mm-hmm. that the public school wants, at least in at least some cases. Then we think that our constituents should have more choice. Then on the other side, you've got some rural senators who are probably more conservative leaning who are realizing, okay, this is this is great. I guess in principle this is fine, but guess what? We don't have any private schools that are particularly close to our constituents. <laughs> yeah. And so this is going to benefit Lincoln, Omaha, Grand Island, Kearney, mostly. There are obviously some other mm-hmm. places and counties that have them. And so that's what makes this one a little bit different than maybe, say, these other really hot button items are going to be close, the abortion and the, the gender issues ones and those sorts of things, is you've got a little bit more crissing and crossing on this one. The governor supports it and he says that if this doesn't happen, and essentially what it would be is a, 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 a tax benefit to those who donate to create scholarships to private schools. It's not the state giving money directly to private schools. It's basically incentivizing providing scholarships for private schools and and just for private schools where you have to pay tuition of course. Governor says he would support this and he said if it doesn't pass it would jeopardize funding for all Nebraska students now exactly what that means about if and how it would impact his big proposal for economic funding which by the way has gotten a decent amount of bipartisan support as well isn't quite clear on this that's $2.5 billion Uh on that one um, and so, I don't know what the moving parts there exactly are, but this will be very interesting. One thing I didn't know, Nebraska and uh, Nebraska Examiner had a had a good piece on this, but it, at the end of it, they mentioned this: that Nebraska and North Dakota are the only two states in the nation that do not offer currently offer public funds for private schools. This again would be a tax credit for donors contributing to scholarship programs Mm -hmm. for those public schools and there's a bit of a constitutional argument that's being had here is this is this is this violative of the constitution which would not allow state dollars to go to public schools is just put in a middleman is that is that relevant we'll see it's a it's a very interesting it's a very interesting issue and and i wonder honestly Exactly what the the true impact is going to be on this thing if they would do that? How how big? How many more students are going to be able to go to private schools that wouldn't have been able to or wanted to had this not been passed? And I don't have the answer to that. You might not know it for quite a while too. And I don't know if that determines your position on it. But right. I am I am kind of curious of what kind of an impact this has um, on on that situation. It's just it's another one of these things where everywhere in the state. It's sort of like a one size fits all thing. Just doesn't work in a lot of cases in this state. Yeah, you know, they're,
2: they're, well, I we mean, they're, come they're,
1: up with that with the with the constitutional carry bill. We've come up with that in other, you know, in in other bills as well. Sometimes it's 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 just things are so different in North Omaha than they are in Cherry County that. That it's all, it's, it, I mean, you're talking about totally different
2: things in those situations, right? I mean, like this, just where I grew up, it was you had the one one public school in town that was it. If you wanted to go somewhere else, living in the exact place that I lived, you had to go 20, 30 miles north, actually, about 20 miles in any direction except due west, and, and then would and that be a Public, and those were all still, public school? all still public schools. Yeah. To, to get to the nearest, if I wanted to go to a private school, which would have, from there, been either Carney Catholic or Grand Island Central Catholic, is about an hour away.
1: So there are swaths of people in the state that this is fully irrelevant to. Yeah. For the most part.
2: Now, you, you'll get to some small towns where you've got, like, Elgin, where they got Pope John, right? Right. Yeah. Or you're in Humphrey, and they've got St. Francis. Yeah. Um... Falls City, a little bit bigger than those towns, but they've got Sacred Heart.
1: Yeah, and then there are ones like that, too. But for
2: most of those schools, you're going where your family has always gone in those towns. If your family has always gone to Humphrey High, most likely you're going to Humphrey High. If your family has always gone to St. Francis, you're going to St. Francis. The
1: other thing that I would point out is there, I think there's more of a backlash against public schools in the bigger communities mm-hmm. there's more you know in 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 the smaller communities and you again could speak to this better than i can but the public school feels more I, I, i'm not saying this to to criticize it here but i, I assume in small town in in smaller towns where the public school is the only school it feels like just kind of a inseparable part of the community it's a focal than, point than does than does when you've got you know a bigger district in in lincoln or omaha or even you know Carney or, or mm-hmm. something like that, too. Yeah. Right? You do you know what I mean? It's yeah, it's, it's it's the church, it's the school, it's all kind of it's all kind of the a little bit of the same thing, right?
2: If there was a I, I would put it this way, let's say Loop City and because Loop City and Arcadia are currently co-opt for sports. Mm-hmm. Let's say they went ahead and consolidated to where you have the one school and it's in one of those towns. That's going to hurt one of those towns where you no longer have that school in your community. Mm-hmm. So it makes it such a focal point that it's hard to separate that that community in its essence from the public school that's there. That's not always quite the same the same way. Now, yes, if you are on 70th and A... And you're like, yep, this is East Territory, and then you have the private school, this is pious Territory. Like, that's a focal point of that little area of community. Right, right. Take that, and that's a whole town, once you get to a lot of these towns, yeah. that no- don't have a private option. Yeah.
1: It- it's an interesting one. All right, moving on. Number
2: four. Uh, emergency responders from across Lancaster County helped rescue a man who crashed into a creek last night. It was near 27th Street and Arbor Road. It was the Little Salt Creek. A uh, driver was alone in his vehicle, suffered a medical episode, and then crashed. Oh and we, we've had a few goodness. of these recently. This
1: is a uh, my goodness, and it sounds like the man's been treated and released, so that's uh, great to hear, but another the water rescues have been there've been a lot of them lately yeah. they've been in the forefront of the news at, I mean to the point where we had the same officer do the second one in a few months right not too long ago I I don't believe he was involved in this one um, uh, you uh, I think you had deputies yeah you had you had uh, deputies from Lancaster County, as you mentioned, and I think the fire departments from Lincoln and Raymond mm-hmm. that were involved in in this one. But, yeah, that's just been a, an odd run, but glad to hear he's um, he's okay Absolutely. after that.
2: Number three. Uh, well, I'm personally hoping Nebraska baseball can play their game this afternoon, but we'll see as cloudy skies this morning. There's areas of drizzle and freezing drizzle more likely uh, oh. away from here, but okay. it could happen... In this area, scattered rain, snow showers across the state. That main storm system moving in. This is so, uh, it. Obviously, looks worse away from Lincoln, but it still doesn't look great here. They
1: still are keeping the snow out of the forecast, except for perhaps maybe a bit, like a little bit of a, a mixed situation tomorrow morning. But uh, it looks like we'll be. We'll, I mean, basically, what it looks like, Caleb, is cool, cloudy, rain on and off for. Almost the entirety of two days.
2: Yeah, northern Colorado will be fine. Typical,
1: (laughs) you know, March can give you a few things. March can give you these ridiculously nice 60, 70 days where it feels like spring is here. Sometimes it'll give you the snowstorm, but almost more often than not, it's just going to give you long periods of cloudiness where it spits rain for a long time. And it's just kind of generally unpleasant Mm -hmm. outside, but not terrible. That's the next two days (laughs) in Lincoln. Good news is wind isn't going to be that high. That's always big. So I wouldn't be not, so bad without it's the rain and it's cloudy. And we got people out and about around Havani and PBA with the state tournaments here. Uh, I don't think it'll be too bad for them. So it could look at me being positive. It could be worse. Guys, looks like we need to get to Sunday until we get out of this kind of cloudy, rainy streak. We'll all be ready to see the sun. I yeah. think on, on, uh, on
2: Sunday. Brad and Fox hollow says he's not moving off that great feeling he had yesterday with Dr. Dewey. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I can't. Next week,
1: every time I look at the forecast for next week, Caleb, it's totally different. (laughs) Like at one point, it looked like oh, it's going to actually be quite a few fifties. Now I see two thirties in uh, next week. I see light snow on Thursday the sixteenth. I don't. uh,
0: This week is yeah. We'll see. (laughs)
1: Number
2: two, Uh, Fox Chairman Rupert Murdoch said under oath that he believes the 2020 presidential election was free, fair and not stolen, according to court filings released yesterday in a lawsuit over Fox News coverage of former President Donald Trump's unfounded election fraud claims. Now, here's what was said in sworn questioning back in January. By lawyers for Dominion voting systems, Murdoch was asked, "Do you believe that the 2020 presidential election was free and fair?" "Quote: Yes, the election was not stolen." All right, um, there's all kinds of stuff. Have
1: you seen all the text messages that they that are coming out uh-uh. of this thing, like Ingram and Hannity and and uh, Tucker Carlson, all their group texts and everything, and. And Tucker Carlson just going off on how much he can't stand Trump. And uh, and it's just...
2: Sounds like they should have been using that messaging service that, that the Chinese were using with TikTok, where it just auto-deletes.
1: Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Probably the world of... Oh, God, this is such a hard topic. This is such a hard topic. That whole world of entertainment slash quote-unquote news, cable media. is just just gross to me. Mm -hmm. And, and And I'll just say this, and apply it to me, too, frankly. Apply it to me, too. If you hear someone is saying stuff that you agree with, that is a talking head that you find yourself agreeing with and swearing by and thinking is right all the time, it's good to have a little skepticism that that person might be really enjoying Making money off of you, yeah, by telling you what you want to hear. That's all. That's all I would. That's all. It's something that's good for me to remember. It's something you should, I suppose, remember with me. Although I back, I back off so much as trying, like infusing a ton of political opinions and hot takes on this show uh, even from maybe, maybe where I was in the past that I don't know if it'll work that well there but have some sk- there are grifters out in the world there of media it's a it's a good money game mm-hmm. to tell people things that they that get them fired up and they want to
2: believe and keeps them coming back it is a very lucrative profession Number one. Well, Oklahomans gave a resounding no to legalizing recreational marijuana sales on Tuesday, striking a blow against efforts to expand an industry beyond the state's current medical marijuana framework that was set up five years ago. Over 61% of voters rejected the single question that they were voting on yesterday. Kind of got beat down, didn't
1: Yeah. In that whole thing. Uh, and it, it's relevant here because there is some... Suggestion that a similar petition could be coming, petition and voter initiative could be coming to Nebraska in 2024. But those who have been advocates of medical marijuana have indicated that, hey, the next step on this, if we can't get it done through the legislative process, is to go to ballot initiatives. And eventually you're going to have a group that is also going to want to go for recreational marijuana, perhaps because you would have more support and more money coming in from groups if you went for recreational because there's just a whole lot more money to be made there yeah by people but maybe this dampens the spirits about whether it could happen here i'm not sure how much i'd be interested in more of an analysis and how similar oklahoma and nebraska are politically
2: they're both red yeah right i would say either way for nebraska whether it is Recreational or medical? It just has to get to the ballot first. Yeah, that's true. It's... It just has to get to the ballot, and then we can actually start to gauge where is that feeling. If I had
1: to guess, if I had to guess, and this is a dangerous game to play, if I had to guess, if medical got to the ballot, it would pass. If recre in Nebraska, if recreational got to the ballot, it would not pass, and it may even be. I mean, this was a blowout. Mm-hmm. This was not. This was not particularly close. So. Uh, all right, moving on uh, to the end of the segment. That's it. Yeah.
4: Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.
5: Oh, oh,
0: oh, O'Reilly!
4: You need parts? O'Reilly Auto
5: Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
0: Auto Parts. All
5: the traffic, hotline 402-479-1414. Keeping you moving with time-saver traffic. I'm Chris Ofgren.
0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN.
1: All right, welcome back. It is LNK Today with Jack and Friends. Glad to have you back with us I think we may be hearing from Lincoln Symphony Orchestra still today they got a they've got a uh, this is cool they got uh, the LSO goes to Tatooine concert coming up Saturday night uh, so if you're a if you are a Star Wars fan uh, either aggressive or casual Star Wars fan or you just love good movie movie music their concert coming up Saturday night 7:30 at the Leeds Center for, for for performing arts will be for you uh because they are featuring selections from all of the trilogies um so they're going to the you, you, the early one the the 70s and 80s they're uh going to the the middle ones that nobody liked uh
2: so the ones the, that you would just call pod
1: racing, the pod, the pod racing, and the ones after pod racing, and then the last three when they brought it back and people got very excited. So there's movie movies out, of, and then plus
2: also, I love the way you described like, those because the middle ones I really liked, The last three were garbage. Oh really? I I have no opinion. I have no opinion. But I <laughs> that I'm
1: just sort of synthesizing what I've heard from people, but also from like the mandalorian if you're into some of the yes. new ones solo if you're in you 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 watch this stuff there's a lot we? of
2: really really good music they've done they've done some great great work and so i mean i've got things happening but i kind of want to go to this really really bad also yeah
1: oh well it, uh, it it's going to be a cool deal that is again saturday march 11th a little bit uh, i think down uh, before this week is over we are going to have some tickets to give away to that, so be listening to that, and and uh, we may still be hearing uh, a little bit more from them on that here during this show. So hang on for that. But in the meantime, we haven't really had a chance yet, Caleb, uh, to discuss what happened with the Munch Madness uh, Lincoln Mattress and Furniture Company bracket. All brought to you by University of Nebraska Federal Credit Union uh, during the results that you just put out about 45 minutes ago. Um, Let's let's just give them out again now. I know they're coming up in your sports, but just for kind of setting up the uh the segment here. Yeah,
2: the uh, latest results in Northeast Region: Top Seed Isles Pub and Pizza over Canyon Joe's Barbecue, eighty three seventeen La Paz. Moving past Cooks Cafe, second year in a row, fifty two forty eight. Honest Aves over Soulful Cocina, sixty eight thirty two, and then Engine House Cafe knocks out Motor Food, sixty nine thirty one. Okay, so
1: all higher seeds there. So the Northeast, that sets up really good matchups, I think, really good matchups between Isles Pub and Pizza versus La Paz Uh and Honest Abes versus Engine House Cafe. There are heavyweights in that group of four, I would say, in Munch Madness. Given Munch Madness power, I would say there are some real heavyweights on that. And I'm looking at my picks. So I picked I picked Isles to beat La Paz. I've got Isles going all the way this year. By the way, uh, and I I did pick Honest Abe's over Engine House, but I think that I, just based on Munch Madness history, Engine House has been the stronger Munch Madness restaurant consistently than has Honest Abe's.
2: So here's the thing: last year, second round matchup, Honest Abe's Engine House.
1: Oh and
2: engine house was victorious and, and just
1: ha- and, right an engine house won, an engine house was one gone gone far in several of these and so i don't man and and then the battle you would get down to and i don't know if you had this battle last
2: <laughs> year just second second round matchup last year La Paz fell to Isles Pub and Pizza. Really,
1: God, I got to see these more creatively. We might need to mix this up a little bit differently, because we're getting the same matchups. That's interesting. And uh, so, we, wait, which one won? Isles, Isles won that one. Yeah, so Isles, Isles, won. and Engine, and uh, on, and then and Isles Engine beat House. Engine House. Okay, so that bracket was exactly the same at the top. Northeast. Listen, the Northeast region at the top part is nothing if if not consistent.
2: Well, and they were actually on the other, on the uh, bottom portion of that bracket last year because Isles was a three seed,
1: and they are up to the they're, one one, seed. they're on the
2: one line right
1: one now. One seed now. I like Isles to go all the way, but that like, La Paz could also knock them off. That's just the way the seeds move around. And then you get to the um, the second half, the votes that are up today. So let's go through let's go through these. Uh, Casa Bovina Versus Super Taco was this the one that elicited the Facebook comment that you were talking to me about before that came up on our Facebook page?
2: I think this was maybe the one that had that comment. Yeah, about it would make sense about a what was it like fine dining versus fast food?
1: Someone was very um, very perturbed on Facebook that we would match up a <laughs> fine dining restaurant versus fast food, um, and obviously. Not somebody who's got a lot of experience with Munch Madness, but all are welcome. Yeah. All are welcome in Munch Madness, and I've I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times, the places that are nearly objectively thought of as very good, fine dining, critically acclaimed restaurants that you would be going to for a special occasion don't do as well in Munch Madness for whatever reason, with maybe Green Gateau being a little bit of an exception. but. That's the reality of the thing, and it doesn't take a it it doesn't take rocket scientists to explain why. You don't go to those places as often.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You just don't. You don't. You don't go to. Uh, I love you know again. Li- list the restaurants that you think are in that genre. Casa Bovina, uh, uh Dish. JTK isn't in it this year. JTK. You could think of that. Carmelas. They're not in it. Venue, maybe you would think of there. Piedmont Bistro, you would think of there. But they're kind of special occasion restaurants, right? Yeah. To some degree. Rightfully so. Your your most special times. Super Taco? Probably not a special occasion restaurant.
2: Just a, hey, I'm going
1: by there. Yeah. And that means, what does that mean? More people have been there more
2: often. More memories of those places.
1: More people in the neighborhood have been there more often. More memories, more experiences, more positive feelings, all of those sorts of things. And I continue to go back to to this example. I've used it several times, but one of my favorite places, uh, and I'll probably end up there at some point this weekend, when I go to anything at the arena or downtown, (laughs) I love stopping down at the end zone. Okay? The end zone is not going to be mistaken for the dish. Or JTK at all? It's it's a uh, it's a it's it's a sports bar that's been around for a long time near a caboose in kind of a bit of a downstairs dungeon, and they serve wings and pizza and burgers. But I love it. Yeah, I, I love the. Play. I wouldn't for a lot of times that is the place that i would always want to go and if i go to state basketball i will go to state basketball if i go out to eat i'll probably try and make to the to the end zone. it doesn't mean that they have higher quality food than carmela's or casa bovina or any of those places it's about an entire feeling we all really we we all get that deep down inside don't we like, or, or, or I mean, maybe there are some people we've got, we got a decent amount of this, but some people just saying, you know, I'm a foodie and I just don't think you quite know about what the best place. Is. I do. I'm not, I'm not an idiot. Yes, I know. I know that you are going to get a, a great, you know, a great steak and fine wine. And it's going to be really good at those pla- at, at the places that I mentioned in that first group. Right. It's not that I don't know that mm-hmm. or don't appreciate that, but there's more to dining out than that.
2: There on, is. on these two, Casa Sorry,
1: That was a long-winded response to a Facebook post.
2: No, you're good. Casabovina lost to Engine House first round last year. Super Taco still looking for their first win as well. They lost to Isles in 2021 Tico's last year.
1: Super Taco gets a lot of love in the selection process. They have not. They have not translated that to success in the bracket, right after I go on that big long explanation <laughs> of that whole thing, and so I did pick Super taco in that matchup. Who did you have?
2: um let me look over here. I have
1: Casa Bovina you have Casa Bovina That's a hard one i I don't know now. The other thing about Casa Bovina last year is they were really new still last year at this time a year ago. they've added another they've they basically more than, I think more than doubled the time that they've been open between last year's bracket and this year's bracket. So I think that'll be a boon to them this time around. And and by the way, it's great. I mean, it is a, it's a great place to go too. I don't know if it's, uh, it it will be able to overcome with super taco. And I don't, I I don't know. I should probably clarify this too. I'm not, I've driven by super taco. I don't know if I've been there before. I need to
2: get there. I haven't been there.
1: I I've I've driven by, it. I'm aware it's got some big fans. I should I need to get out there. That's one of the the uh places few places on here that have been around for a while that I haven't been to. And then you move down, uh HF Crave versus Berea boss. Um this is a Mitch mat mismatch uh, in much madness terms. It just is. Right. Am I I'm uh, I'm no, not you, you, I'm you, not out of I'm have not a, out of line You have there. a
2: former runner up who Who I think was, uh, had a bit of a bad luck first round last year against Taco Inn. HF Craves a heavy favorite.
1: So Berea, by the way, but let's give a shout out to Berea Boss after I, I say that. It is, um, it's a food truck. They do Berea tacos. Uh, they have a Facebook page where that'll say where they're. You know where they're at, where you can find them, uh, and, and those sorts of things. A Berea taco, as I understand it, is... And, and by the way, it's a huge thing on TikTok and Instagram, which I didn't realize. Oh, awesome. Um, kind of a big thing started in um, kind of the, the Latin community in Los Angeles. It's grown from there. Berea is a meat stew bathed in chilies and spices, so it gets very red so it's it, it it the visual of it is very red, really tender. It's like a stew in a taco. It's tender, juicy meat. Usually the tortillas are dipped in uh dipped in that thin layer of fat that floats to the top of the uh, whole thing. Put with meat, throw the whole thing in the griddle and they um you know, and sometimes they're even served with like broth from the stew that comes along with it. So that's what burrito taco is. This is a a popular kind of viral thing right now and so another one i didn't know about them before we got started uh but but i would love to try them and and they posted their like uh their schedule tomorrow they'll be out 5 p.m to 8 p.m at 1821 n street friday they'll be out same place 1821 n street uh in there. saturday and sunday too 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. on both of those days. So if you're in the downtown area, I think I'm
2: going to try that this weekend.
1: That would be. I would love. I would love to hear people from that. Fat Jacks and Taco Inn is matchup three. The Taco Inn story is the Taco Inn story in this thing. Went on a run last year
2: to the Eat Eight.
1: To the Eat Eight. Fat Jacks is another one that, in just talking to people, anecdotally, I feel like Fat Jacks is. Sh- Always seems like they could and should be on the verge of a big run in this thing. How many wins do they have over the last two years?
2: So they have gone to the uh, second round twice. They they they... fall in the second round each time so far.
1: And Or wait,
2: they made the savory 16 in 2021, excuse me, and lost second round last
1: year. Okay, so they've done all right. They've they've done all right. Three and two overall. I should give them credit for that. I feel like they're due for a real run this year, though. Like a real run like contending they got i i think they got a shot of coming out of the northeast bracket
2: interesting, I do
1: okay, but it's hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard, especially with those those uh havelock restaurants that mm-hmm. uh are so endearing to that neighborhood and then the uh last matchup is uh haya in the championship last year, finished runner up, which i mean. I'll tell you what, I did not have them. I know they've done well. I know they're very popular. I, uh, I, they, I've had them. They're really good. I didn't think they quite had maybe what it took to go that far in terms of popularity, but I was totally wrong, totally wrong, and they did that. So they go up against, so they get them a two-seed this year, and they go up against Pork Stun. So this is another food trailer. Uh, I'm going to pull up their menu right now.
2: Yeah, Toby um, with porks done has messaged us a couple. Messaged us a couple of times. They are pumped up to be in. So this. they've
1: got a uh, sampler uh, with pecan smoke pulled pork, chopped prime brisket, or smoked cheddar jalapeno. They've got a mac and cheese bowl. They've got nachos with barbecue on top of it. And the, this is awesome. You know what they posted on their Facebook page? They posted a picture of the United States hockey team in 1980, <laughs> and all it says is, "Do you believe in miracles?" And then they've got the link for us to vote. So shout out to uh, to Toby and and they, they also
2: tweeted at us and said today's theme, and it's got Ted Lasso pointing to believe. Hey,
1: we know we gave we <laughs> know we gave them a tough matchup. We know it. That's what happens with newcomers to the bracket but this we love people get,
2: playing the game.
1: This is how you get established. This is how you get people to to hear about you. Uh, and and we're doing that with Porkstone. We're going to get a lot more people out there trying them. And if it doesn't if the miracle doesn't happen this year, well, maybe the year after they're going to have a shot at that. Uh, but you can go to porkstone.com to see more about them and it'll tell you where to go uh, to to get a chance to see them. Um, let's see. They've got they got their net. I wanted to tell you where they were going to be today, if I can get to it here. The next time that they are going to be out is Tuesday, the 14th, at the the Elbon lunch. Uh, that's in Roca. They're going to be in Roca on Tuesday. So there's your chance to go uh, go get them. Go. They have a whole schedule up there. You can check it out at porkstown.com. 826. We'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends
4: on KLIN.
1: When snow
4: or ice.
7: Heading into tonight, perhaps some heavier precipitation, both rain and snow will be possible on Thursday morning. For the Channel X from Alert Team, I'm meteorologist Malcolm Byron.
0: He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's old-timers day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop.
1: You know, one of the fun things about uh, talking to... John, during the college basketball season, which we'll be wrapping up shortly as we get to visit with him while he is in various glamorous locales all over the eastern half of the United States. And today, John comes from, uh, comes to us from the Big Apple, New York City, as he gets ready for the Big East Tournament. How's NYC today, John? Um, sunny.
3: Uh, pretty much windy um i w- i was thinking about sitting out on my beautiful deck here in my on my 30th floor hotel room oh wow uh, i figure it would be yeah it, um it's uh it's, it's very glamorous i mean there's like uh, a wrought iron uh, table and chairs um and a very high wall so uh if i have any temptation to jump uh it's going to be very hard for me to climb good. the good
1: good but uh hear that.
3: yeah it's not bad it's not bad you know it's Though, I got to admit, every time I come here now, this is the second year back since COVID, because the first year, um, you know, we did the games remotely. But every time I come back here, it's the first thing I think of, of what was happening three years ago. That's right. It's hard to believe, isn't it, that it's three years already since everything fell apart. And last night, I went, I I have this deli that's kind of close by that I always like to visit. And the guy sat me down at the table, and I'm like, "I think this is the exact same table I sat at oh, no. the night before oh, no. everything ended." <laughs> you're starting the next pandemic. No, please. So I switched chairs. Good. I switched chairs. That's good. So you know, and I ordered something different. So I just you know, I'm throwing off the mojo a little bit, but that, I think we'll be fine.
1: You know, you're ex- you're you're right. So this would have been three years th- three years to the to that tuesday not necessarily to the date but to the day or to that wednesday i should say where where nebraska was playing in the big 10 tournament that night there were a couple of nba players uh, and they i think paused play it came out that tom hanks and his wife had been diagnosed and it was like this it was like this this two hours of this thing just gaining momentum and like yeah. a real realization that night at that moment that this was going to be something that was going to be more impactful maybe than we realized before that night. And you were in right.
6: you and were Nebraska in was playing
3: the late game and yeah. we were up in the garden watching Georgetown, who, by the way, is playing in the late game. Tonight. Sorry, I, I'm sorry. I'm just finding all of these similarities. But My goodness. yeah, I'm hoping tonight that. uh I'm not watching my Twitter more than I'm watching the game on the floor and you know, seeing videos of, you know I think we're fine. Red Hoyberg, Green and the Gills.
1: No, I think I uh I think we're fine. And yes, yeah. well, I don't think we've mentioned it too much, but Nebraska basketball does play uh Minnesota in the first round of the Big Ten tournament. Tip off around eight. It always kind of depends with these tournaments pre-game here on uh KLIN. Uh we're gonna get started with uh, six thirty, so we'll have a Caleb, uh, uh, I know there's baseball scheduled, and then there's going to be a shortened uh, uh, sports nightly. There won't be right? any sports nightly.
2: None, okay. No sports nightly. We'll have uh, potentially a little bit of drive time link in between the games. And then because you have to plan on if that first game goes quick, they'll start the pregame at 6.30. Okay. Anticipated, though, start time about 8 o'clock for tip.
1: All right. So that is just a, a programming note for uh, for the plan tonight and uh I, I mean here we go john with uh nebraska basketball obviously creighton is is playing for seating right now but nebraska basketball can uh, with a win tonight i think maybe solidify their spot in the nit and get that done uh and then probably has to go on a magical run through the whole thing or at least to probably to to sunday to make to make something like uh Something like the NCAA even entered the conversation here at this point. I don't know. How do you how do you think this Nebraska team, with what you've seen in the last few weeks, do they have the potential? to? It's so hard coming out of that first game. but and, and I don't think, I mean, they're expected to win tonight. I don't think anybody would be that shocked if they won tomorrow night. But then it starts to become a slog if you play in Indiana and, and do those sorts of things. Do you think this team is built to be kind of a good tournament team for any reason or not?
3: Well, I mean, you know, the last few weeks should say that they are, Um, you know, when you consider, you know, who they've beaten, you know, Rutgers on the road, Iowa on the road, um, you know, uh, Maryland. So, yeah, I think, let's face it, the Big Ten is so wide open this year. I mean, Purdue seems to be like the one, the one real, you know, proven commodity, you know, if you want to be... You want, you want to argue, we could throw Indiana in that bunch. Um, anytime you're talking about Tom Izzo, Michigan State has to be considered, but it's, it's such, just such a jumbled mess. I think what's going to be most interesting is, and this is where I think Nebraska's got uh, some, some advantages. It, it's not like this win streak or this win. I guess it's not technically a streak, but this winning month ish. Uh, has been built all by home games or a soft schedule. Mm-hmm. And so now you move to a neutral site and you just don't know how people are going to react in that type of an environment because, you know, some teams might have more fans than others, but it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be like playing, you know, uh, you know, at Mackey uh, yeah. arena. It's not going to be like tonight, playing at the bank.
1: I've been, and you've been to the these games, these first round games, like tonight I was at it in Chicago five years ago or, Whenever it was four years ago, you've been at these games in the Big East tournament, they're sparsely attended.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first round games are now, now, obviously, if we're talking a deep run, yes, that's when that's when you start to gain more momentum. But also keep this in mind uh, if Nebraska does make a deep run and starts facing, you know, let's say, let's say they're playing in two days and they're playing Indiana. Um, while Indiana usually has, you know, really good support, there's, you know, 13 other schools, well, 12, if you take the Nebraska fan base out that are probably there to watch an upset, right? So yeah. in, in a weird way, it might actually benefit Nebraska because usually, you know, the teams, the fans of other schools or the people from the Chicago area who just are going to the tournament, they're going to root for upset. So in a weird way, it might actually be a benefit to Nebraska if they go, if they go through this, you know, through a couple of games, but it's just how, you know, how teams react in this moment and then you know we're now at that time where, and, and it's for some of these teams, and it'll be fascinating to watch how it's coached because right now you probably you're probably really really confident that there's there's like five teams, five or six teams right now from the Big Ten that know that they're in the tournament. Yeah, Iowa knows if they lose first round, they're in. Yep. Illinois probably is okay. Uh, Purdue, Purdue, Purdue obviously Indiana. is okay. Purdue Indiana, Michigan State, Northwestern, Maryland. Indiana, they're okay. Yeah. Um, but everybody else, you know, Michigan's got something to play for. Um, Maryland may have something to play for. Rutgers. Penn State. Rutgers, Rutgers at this point. Rutgers. Yeah. yeah, Rutgers needs to win. Mm-hmm. And so you're now getting that moment where things get a little more desperate and, and you wonder how teams react there. And I guess that would be the one. That's true. That would be the one X factor that we don't know about this Nebraska team yet is how they respond when – literally every game now can be their last. Iowa knows they're fine, you know, Michigan State knows they're fine. Yeah. If they lose, they're going to be okay. Yeah. Um but how does Nebraska react in that moment? And that's 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 the one thing we're not going to know until we actually see it play out, it, but barring those facts, uh, you know, I I said I think I said it last week when I was on, you know, you look at how the bracket is kind of shaping up, Minnesota, um not going to say it's a guaranteed win, but Minnesota's really bad.
1: Yeah, Um,
3: Maryland. We saw Nebraska beat Maryland. You know, Indiana is the one thing that would really get in the way. They
1: scare me for some. If you were making me a a list of teams that I least wanted to face or wanted to face as late as possible, uh, Purdue and Indiana were on top. Are on top of that list. uh, Yeah, for me, for me, and then probably and then probably Michigan State. But um, I would agree. Yeah. That that's probably, that
3: I, I, you know, and and the other thing is too, you know, the element of surprise, I guess, isn't there. Um, you know, Nebraska's got everybody's attention. I was reading nice. some previews earlier today, and you know, Nebraska's you know a popular candidate for the spoiler or the dark horse because of what they've done over the last you know five weeks, and everyone now they have everyone's attention, so you know there's an adjustment to be made there as well but you know obviously since gosh i can't even i, I you could say this better than i could um this is this is nebraska's best chance to make some damage even though they're coming from the furthest back that i think this team has been in a long time so in this tournament
1: the uh, the only other time would have been uh 2000 uh, uh, 2000, uh 14, fifteen. Um, it was the year that all those guys from the NCAA tournament pretty much came back and right. they had a disappointing year. And I remember that year you were thinking, okay, they've had a disappointing season, but they still got Petaway and, and, and Pitchford and Shields and, and all those guys, and Ty Webster. And you're like, maybe they'll put it together here. And they lost in the first round of Penn State that year. So that would be the only other example I could say where it looked like they maybe had a shot at making a run. It looked like they had zero shot four years ago when I went like my Johnny and I went to to we got tickets in December when they were like just came off like being ranked almost season falls apart you got a major injury then people keep getting injured they injured they end up with seven players that can play and they win two games and nearly win three uh so it's just a weird time it's it, it's a crazy time but I I will say this John and I bet you would agree having done uh originally the Missouri Valley but especially the Big East tournaments for so many years I think conference tournaments are if you're taking if you're thinking about taking a road trip to an event or going to something conference tournaments are underrated as a as a place to go just because going around when we were in Chicago going around the concourses of the building going around the hotels it's just funny to sort of, not funny, but it's just seeing all of the representation from all of the different teams. Two of the teams were staying in our hotel that we were staying at at the time. You're always trying to gauge who's got the most fans there. And, they all, you know, you always kind of have the stereotypes with the different fan bases and, and seeing if they're meeting them. And then, like you said, you get weird, weird things where the fan bases will unite, cheering for an underdog. There's just a lot of fun dynamics that go along with it. And I'm sure you've seen that, too.
3: I would totally agree. I would totally agree. And, 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 you know, depending on the location now, you know, where I'm at now, New York's not, not cheap, but it's probably a less, less, uh, it's probably an easier place to get to. And it's easier to plan for because you know, you're going to be there, right? Than an NCAA tournament.
1: Yes. That's um, true too.
3: And, and I would agree. It, it, this is, and a lot of people, I think, believe that this week, especially is the best week of college basketball, not the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, but this week. Yeah. Because, for a lot of teams, it is their NCAA tournament. And this is where you watch, you know, I was watching the Summit League game last night and the West Coast Conference game and the Horizon League game last night. I mean, I don't, I don't watch a lot of those conferences, but you know, you know that every game really matters. And, and you're right. All of those other dynamics you mentioned, plus that there's the familiarity, right? There's the, the bitterness breeds contempt, um, aspect of. All the teams, you know, when you go to an NCAA tournament, you probably haven't played any of the teams that are in your pod or any of the teams that are in your city. Um, which, you know, is nice in its own right, but you know, there's that, you know, that familiarity of having all the other schools. So I, I totally in a, in a place like Chicago and you, you've been there, you can speak to this better than I can, but usually the setups are really good. It's really convenient, you know, for fans to get to. So
1: well, absolutely.
3: Here's a um, problem and,
1: with, here's a problem with Chicago. I would if I went again I'd wait till it was in Indianapolis. Now Chicago has its advantages. The problem with Chicago is the hotels are not easy to get to the United Center and vice versa. Right, and they, and
3: there's so, not like a nearby L station.
1: Yo, know, in fact, I remember that I was like, I t- I talked to the concierge of the hotel and I was like, should I take the train and and what trains do I take? And they were like, honestly, you're better off taking an Uber um it's going to be a little bit more expensive but just with the way the train w- the length of the train ride and so we took an uber and every time and that wasn't as easy as it sounded in a lot yeah. of cases like getting indianapolis one. is a, and you and it, i have both been there indianapolis i've never is been to indy
3: perfect, i've never been oh to you Indiana. haven't oh uh-uh. indianapolis is a perfect place because it's at the, the farmer's life field house Everything's downtown. Any Husker yes. fan who was there for a conference football championship. I mean, everything is right there and you don't have, you know, if you're staying with you know, reasonable distance, you can walk just about anywhere you go unless the weather's bad. But um yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun time. I like and that. I know, you know, here in New York, it's, I can't wait for tomorrow, uh, because UConn's gonna play, uh, Providence, and that's gonna be a battle. And, you know, this place would probably be 18,000 deep in UConn. I was gonna fans, say, so. who
1: turns out, who turns out what? UConn. Uh, UConn does. We were trying to rank, my son and I were trying to rank how many fans we thought were from each school, but it's definitely UConn and then who?
3: UConn's up there, Providence is up there, um, because you can literally train from those cities. Well, you can train from Philadelphia, so Villanova usually shows up pretty well. Be curious to see how many fans they gotcha. have tonight. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Though, and, and, you know, we brought a pretty good contingent, but it's, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to get here by train from Philly or Providence or, you know, uh, stores than it is to uh, get here from Omaha.
1: Uh, it was even when it was in Chicago, and I suppose it depends year to year. There was one that was clearly the dominant fan base there. Do you, can you guess it from the Big Ten the year that I went? And I don't even think. I well, have, are, you,
3: are we counting the media cabal? Because that, in no. that case, it's Northwestern. No, I was,
1: it was the fa- I would, just the fa- how many of the the how much of the gear we saw walking around town in the stadium. Oh man, I'm I'm gonna
3: I'm gonna say okay. This might be I'm gonna say Michigan State.
1: They would have been in top three. They were not number one. Number one, far and away. And this is somewhat anecdotal. What was Indiana. Indiana. Okay, yeah, that, that was kind of the an easy answer, but I thought yeah. maybe it was a trick question. No, Indiana, and then like oddly low amount. Like Ohio State was good that year. Really low, not much there. Um, it was kind of odd. Just to, in Illinois, Illinois was bad that year, but that was kind kind of a small one too. So, hey, I I wanted to tell you this for for you go. You are. Uh, um you're a a veteran an old veteran hopefully maybe someday coming back to doing it but doing some state tournament basketball that gets started today here wednesday in lincoln as you know i'm excited because we actually have lincoln teams in the class a bracket john i know it's very exciting uh sorry no fremont but we do have three different lincoln teams including my alma mater in the class Like 1998
3: all over again (laughs) so
1: it's uh and and here you can add to it I've done some games uh, for uh, TV for TV for News Channel Nebraska. They've kind of tabbed me as their their Lincoln expert for high school sports, and so I am on call if we get Lincoln teams in the semifinal. Now, if we don't. I'm out. <laughs> if if we do, I'm in. And so whether or not I get to be a part of a Friday night telecast of state basketball is going to determine it, be determined on whether or not we've got Lincoln teams in there.
3: So, Well, we, get, we got to root for the Lincoln teams, obviously. Even I mean, more. for many reasons, but even for more. Now, there's no way in hell you will look nearly as good as I did back in the day. Jeez, I but
1: got that gold jacket, though. You got it. You do. You, you have the not, gold jacket. I got the jewel jacket. You never got that. So you don't even did get that. I not get now. that. Ten
3: Eleven never sported me with a Ten Eleven yellow blade. You
1: and Suits should have had those. It's very sad that you didn't. So. We should have. I don't know why we didn't. So anyway, that'll be fun to uh follow on. Good luck with the uh games. We'll be keeping an eye on the Big East tournament as well as the Big Ten tournament, and we will check in uh boy on the eve of the NCAA tournament a week from right now. Holy cow. Yeah, who
3: knows what city I'll be in. Jeez. Hopefully I and mean, hopefully, you know, we're not traveling that day if we're playing but yeah. we'll intend to be here.
1: Ho- okay, good. We'll we'll uh we'll talk offline and see uh see if that works out. Have a good call, have a good travel, we'll talk to you later. All right, we'll see you.